Welcome to the WannaMakeABet.com podcast. I'm Jack. I'm here with Cello. And we're going to talk about some football. Every dumb Jet fan was calling in saying, We're going to blow out New England. We can't just beat them. We're going to make a statement. And then we're going to move on to Chicago. And we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Cello, welcome back. Jack, how's, the, how's uh, Denver, brother? I am coming at everybody live today from Denver, Colorado. Uh, we got some snow last night. It's, it's chilly out here. That's what I heard about a foot of snow in the Rockies. Lots of, uh, yeah, the, the the mountains, as they say mountains. out here, the mountains, the mountains got hit hard. <laughs> and, you know, Denver is a little bit east of all that. So it's like, you know, we get, we get like, we got a couple inches, but I heard like Breckenridge and Copper and these ones like pretty close by got over a foot last night. Yeah, that's what I was looking at too. The, I mean, I say the mountains and the, I'm thinking of like the ski resorts, you know? Right, exactly. So that's like an hour, starting an hour away. But um, yeah, lots of uh, lots of Denver fans, lots of Denver Bronco fans, and lots of John Elway car dealerships. <laughs> lots of weed fans too out there. <laughs> yeah, dispensaries, uh, booze, <laughs> spread out. Nice, like I'm, I'm in the Lone Tree, Colorado, which is like, I guess 20, I don't know, maybe 15 miles south of Denver. Um, nice. So yeah, yeah. Good to be out here. And uh, let's let's take a, let's take a little reckoning of what happened this past weekend. Oh my God. Uh, you know, it's amazing that that my both my televisions are still hanging on the wall. <laughs> it was a tough weekend. I ended up, you know, for all my contests, I ended up going two and three. Um and, and I don't know, on some level, I feel lucky that I escaped with, you know, uh, that kind of a record. But um, I can't wait to talk through all these things and, and what happened. Oh, man, it was uh, get once again for me, the best thing I did was not bet in Megabucks, New York. Yeah. Just sitting on that Mendoza line of 100,000. I just and I. You know, as confident sometimes, and I guess I'm probably not the only one that feels. Well, you're way. above like, the Mendoza line. The well, Mendoza what I meant, what I call is the hundred, hundred thousand dollar, hundred thousand mark. But right. what I was going to say is, and it's probably very similar to what a lot of people say. Uh, when you when you really really like certain games, it's almost it's treacherous feeling. Like you have to stop yourself. Yeah, and it's also you have to wonder if it's a trap because there were a bunch of traps. I felt like this weekend we got I think we got sucked into a couple of them um, and we avoided others. But uh, but let's just go through the card and I'm, I'm looking at our picks here. You know, we didn't do well. Uh, no, th this was a very humbling week. And I say it all the time. It's, it's very, very hard, even with all the information, the data and everything we review. It's just tough to handicap this league. So much goes on week to week. And then, of course, you have literally, you know, moronic athletes at times that you just want to strangle because they're so dumb. And you know, my yeah. favorite line, you can't fix stupid. So, you know, that costs you games. I mean, you know, let's start right away, I guess, with the Thursday night game, which you were dead right about. You had a hunch. I think I you know. had a hunch that Baker would be okay. Even if that guy with the neck didn't play and sure enough, it was Baker. And, Man, I mean, I was playing hockey. I got home. I didn't put the game on until the fourth quarter. It was 16-3. I was like, wow, okay, I got this one in hand. I have a Raiders teaser with the under. Yeah. I felt great. I poured myself a bourbon. I showered. I got back on the couch. And I basically watched, you know, the unthinkable happen. 
Well, it was it was eerily reminiscent of the uh of the Tampa Saints game 16-3 like basically one team couldn't do anything the entire game and then with a few minutes left to play it was like game on good point and, and I didn't I didn't I actually my handicap wasn't based on Baker having an impact I actually thought that you uh, just thought John, it was too many points I thought John Wolford was going to play and that he was capable enough to uh to keep them around and I yeah that my main thing was I just didn't think the Raiders should should have been giving that many like three three and a half i may have even been comfortable with but i just felt like six was too many and uh sure enough it was but man what a drive for baker mayfield i mean you know look as an as a browns fan and i'm a baker fan but I, as you know i'm more of a browns fan obviously I, I wasn't i didn't shed a tear when we traded him to carolina but um actually you know at the same time i i felt like he never really got a fair that fair of a chance in cleveland and the one year that he played and he was healthy, he took us to the playoffs and we won a we won a playoff game against the Steelers. Hundred percent. And you and you should have won in Kansas City if that idiot didn't they fumbled uh out in the pylon, right? And it turned it over. It was one of those. Well, no, got, it it was actually it, it, if if it, it it became a touchback. No, it was a spearing, and I forget the guy in the Chiefs who did it. Um he was like a he was like a washed up linebacker. I can't believe I forgot his name, but he he basically led with the top of his helmet right into, uh, I believe it was Peoples Jones. Peoples Jones. It may have been, um, it may have been Hollywood, but but anyways, I, that hit caused him to caused him to fumble it out through the end zone, and that was like the play of the game for sure. Right, but, and then and then the next year Baker basically played through a torn labrum in his throwing arm in the yeah. shoulder, which obviously anybody who's ever had that, like I have, you can. You, you cannot effectively throw a football. I mean, you're, he's a tough son of a gun that he even played every week with that harness on his shoulder and all that stuff, despite the fact that it's very difficult, you know, even to lift your arm over your head yeah. with that with that injury. But could I let me just point out a couple things that stick out to me about the Raiders organization, because I I thought the Raiders were coming in. We're playing some very good football. But I, looked at, I looked at the Rams and I said, wow. You know, the Raiders, this is a good spot for them. It's not a long journey. They're going to have a lot of fans in the building. I felt like half the building were Raider fans. Mm -hmm. The Rams were missing Don uh, Aaron Donald. They had a lot of injuries. Obviously, Cup doesn't play anymore. And I just cannot, for the life of me, believe how bad Josh McDaniels is as a head coach and how just literally dumb he is. I mean, three straight drives, you run the ball three, basically three times in a row and punt. Mm -hmm. when you should be stepping on throats well speaking and of that i do, i do i don't know i think you may have been out but at the end of the first half Derek carr made an absolute awful mistake yeah in the red zone you told me he lollipoped the throw when we were in field goal range or whatever and and first and goal he threw an interception you know i mean listen you don't have to tell me that i watched that happens every week in the nfl trubisky did it twice <laughs> this week after Pickett got knocked out and cost us the game. So, I mean, I don't want to get so I'll talk about that later, but what really upsets me about the Raiders is they had a real opportunity to get themselves in. And I'm not a Raider fan, but I when you know, when you, when you have, I mean, I had a teaser figuring, okay, even worst case, if they just pull, pull out the win, which I thought they would, because I saw how ugly their offense was. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, why are they so conservative? And then, to jump to, on a fourth and four 
to jump off sides and interior linemen when all you have to do is let the guy punt the ball. Yeah. Punt block was not on. Yeah. What is he doing? Watch the ball, you moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fat loser, you know? <laughs> and then you give him a first down and they come down and score a touchdown because this is the way football works. You can't give teams extra chances in the NFL. They make you pay a lot of the time for yeah. dumb penalties. How about that unsportsmanlike when he knocked the ball out of the guy's hands? Well, I thought that was a horrible call by the referee. And every sports betting conspiracy theorist thought the fix was in. Well, I did happened. too. I did too. But you know something? It's an obvious call. They have no timeouts left. The guy, the ref's trying to spot the ball. He's trying to take the ball from the other guy. You knocked it out of his hands. You delayed the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just dumb. And that just goes back to the coach and it's undisciplined. Why isn't that a delay of game call? I don't know. It's unsportsmanlike. You know, a lot of times they'll, they'll call a delay a game if like somebody if you, messes with the ball when the ref yeah. can spot it. It's interesting. But he I actually, guess he didn't take it from the ref. He did it. Baker was holding the ball. Yeah. The happened. act of knocking it out of the opponent's hand is unsportsmanlike. You know, I, I guess yeah. I, either way, the Raiders and then to give up a 98 yard drive. Oh. Like, I know that happened in the midst of it, but um, it There's was no just excuse. they had a and chance. Then, and then Crosby, your best pass rusher, is anticipating a snap count for what reason? It's right. third and long, right? And and I the mean, thing is, like everybody, you know, we have our we have our group text, right? And at that point, it was sixteen ten, and 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 um, the yes. Rams were covering, and they had the ball on the two yard line. You guys were all congratulating me, and I've seen enough games to know that. I was that was a coin toss whether they were going to even cover being that deep with Baker and his history and the fact yeah. that they could take a safety he could throw a pick they could get to fourth and ten and start laddering the ladder lateraling the ball back yeah. into the end zone well sure enough the first them. play from the two they gained like twelve yards so that I was know, the end of that yep. Hickey. And I kind of just felt like the momentum have shifted and I've seen enough football in my life to know when a game has turned. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you that that guy, when he jumped off sides on the fourth down punt at 16-3 and gave them a second chance and they came down and scored, I said to myself, they're going to lose this game 17-16. And I I lost my mind. I mean, and thank God I don't bet real money anymore. Thank God. Because I (laughs) I would have been apoplectic. Imagine waking up Friday morning and you had a thousand dollars on on that teaser. You hate yourself. And it's just <laughs> horrific. <laughs> Who wants to go into their weekend down a thousand on a, on a game like that? Wow. So anyway, uh, the, the Raiders are dead virtually yeah. now. I mean, they self inflicted wound. They have nobody to blame but themselves. I mean, if you looked at the two rosters that, that night that played, anyone in their right mind would have said the Raiders were going to win that game. Yeah you know, based on, on the personnel. And, uh, and once again, you know, these are professional football players, Jack, you know, anything can happen. I know. So So let's look ahead for these two teams and their opening lines for this week. So the Raiders, Oh, brutal. They've got to play the Patriots. Uh, at home and new England staying out there. I can't believe they're favored. They're favored by one 44 and a half. And my initial thought is, uh, I, I like I like New England in this game. Um, I don't know how the Raiders recover from that, but you, you talk about coaching, McDaniel's versus Belichick. Well, that's kind of like the disciple, but I still I like New England just like I liked them last night. What do you think? 
you know, listen, I had the New England defense and fantasy. I picked them up off the scrap heap probably about seven, eight weeks ago when no one wanted them. I guess early in the year, maybe they were struggling, I suppose, before they shut out the Lions and they started to play really well. I mean, they had 22 points last night. Yeah. For me in fantasy, which is a lot. I, I'm a big believer in their defense. I don't love their offense simply because I think it's very conservative. And I think, you know, you can only throw so many screens and, you know, run the ball so many times every time on first down in a playoff game, especially if you're chasing. I just don't see, you know, listen, unless unless New England can turn the other team over, which certainly they can. I think they're second in the league. I think they have five interceptions or something. I mean, they're they're up there in in forced turnover. So the way New England's going to beat you in the playoffs is is kind of the way they always will do it without Brady, which is they're going to they're going to try and control the clock, grind you down, play great defense, keep it close and try and do something in the fourth quarter to change the game. But I don't know against high powered teams if that's going to work. Yeah, I also think on offense they have they're not, they're not, I mean, they're amazing defensively, but offensively, they still have, I think, a lot to work on. I don't of think, course. you know. Yeah. And they have two defensive guys calling their plays. I mean, let's face it. I mean, they have Matt Patricia yeah. and Joe Judge, the two dummies looking at each other every time they freaking lose two yards. They look, they look at each other and be like, did you call that play? Did you, <laughs> what <Yeah>. happened there? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. And you know, Belichick, listen, that's the way Bill likes to play. I mean, he's not, especially without Brady, he's, he's a guy that believes that controlling the clock and trusting his defense is the way to win in this league. And he's won a lot of games. So who's to argue with him? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's the way, that's the style he likes. I mean, they asked him, are you going to open up the offense? And he said, no, we're not going to change anything. We need to execute better. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to question Belichick? He's the greatest coach of all time. No, at least he's in the conversation. Sure. So okay. interesting. Well, we'll talk more about that on the preview yeah. for this. Yeah, yeah. The Rams have um, the Packers. They get an extra day's rest. They're playing on Monday night against Green Bay. Going to be real line, cold. That line opened up at nine, and it's come all the way down. I believe underneath seven. No, it's at it's, seven. It's seven. But um, I, I, my, my first thought there is that might be too many points for green Bay to be laying. I don't know if Baker can uh, catch lightning in a bottle again, but what do you, what do you think about that game? He seems to be invigorated. And um, I, I listen, green Bay off a bye. I always like green Bay at home. Um, I don't, if Aaron Donald's not going to play and I know you liked their backup last week and you were right about Jalen Ramsey, who finally showed up and actually played a decent game. He has not been great this year. I don't know if you pro football focus, you'd, you would probably know better than me what his rate, what his ranking is, but I know it's not what it, what, you know, commiserate with what he should be, you know, in terms of what he's being paid. Yeah. Um, because I've seen it with my own eyes. He's gotten beaten a lot this year, but um, the kid Christian Watson has been a revelation. He's got seven touchdowns in three or four games, four games, I think for green Bay and Rogers chance to rest his hand. I mean, I know they're not going anywhere, but, I don't know. I, I don't like the Rams in that in that in that situation in 30 degree weather. And I don't know. He by the way, know. Aaron Donald is, is expected to return on the 19th, according to Roto Wire. OK, well, that'd be big for them. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, we're not picking these games yet. Right. We're just looking yeah. ahead. But yeah, um, just taking a look at the opening lines. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Sunday games, which started off with a snowy uh, mixed (laughs) 
terrible weather game up in Buffalo. The Jets were getting 10 and a half. Uh, was it that late safety? I don't know what ended up getting them the cover, but uh, no, that made it twenty to up. nine. We yeah, we it. both picked Buffalo, and usually, you know, and our consensus picks going into this week were were amazing. But man, did we did we, we took it on the chin? We screwed that up. <laughs> we were two and four this week. Ah, but it was it was what was the final score in this game? I mean, they Buffalo backed. won the game twenty to twelve on a late. I mean, yeah. basically, the Jets kicked a field goal with a minute 18 left because they yeah. needed two scores. So it was one of those instances where, you know, if you have, you know, if you're minus the 10 and a half, you're kind of hoping they go for the touchdown there. But obviously, yeah. with the math, like we've talked about, you always want the field goal there. But um, the safety did got help. The bat. They got the wrong end of it once again. Yeah. I mean, you've been getting the wrong end of it. You know, my impression, what impressed me, a couple of things coming away from that game. And again, I was in a hockey tournament down in Philly playing deck hockey with my team and, uh, and my son and uh, which, which we did very well. And we played five games. We went to the finals and we, and we ended up losing in the finals, but so I missed a lot of the games and I, obviously I watched a lot of the recaps, but um, what, what, what stuck out to me about that game was Buffalo's defense, even without Von Miller was pretty good, man. I mean, they almost ended Mike White's career. I don't know if you saw the hit he took. Yeah. You got to give, you got to give that kid credit, man. I kept mean, coming back in. Uh, you know, he came back in. I don't know. He probably took an injection. His rib was bad. But after the game, he left the stadium in an ambulance. Yeah. And went to the hospital straight from the game because they thought he might have internal bleeding. And yet he wanted to come back in. So I think that endears him even further to his teammates that, I mean, they put Flacco in, you know, he looked he looked like a deer in headlights. He was lost. Um, but the Jets defense list is very good. I think they might have lost Quinion Williams, which you really need to monitor because he's he might be the AFC player of the year on defense. Um, he's been phenomenal for them. Um, and Josh Allen, I think, had pedestrian numbers. I mean, he did run the ball, you know, 10 times for 60-something yards, but he didn't really throw it well. He only threw it for 200 yards. So the Jets the Jets are tough, man, to play against. Um, what do you think of Buffalo in this game? No, I'm saying I, I think their offense, you know, I, I was a little stifled. I mean, I, I don't, you know, obviously they didn't have really any big plays. I mean, um, they had a bunch of field goals, right? They had, yeah. um, it doesn't seem like they, they, you know, and, and Josh Allen, you know, Josh ran a ball in, you know, uh, which he normally does. So I'm surprised they didn't cover. I mean, I think we got a little unlucky with the late, with the safety and then the late field goal, but, um, I, yeah, I expect very, more. They, you know, you know they signed Col- they signed Cole's Cole Beasley this week off of out of retirement because mm-hmm. they're getting no production from the slot, so he's going to be plugged back in, which I think is interesting for them. Yeah. Once again, Josh Allen was the leading rusher. His his passing yards were just kind of pretty pedestrian. Sixteen for twenty seven for one forty seven and a TD. He didn't he didn't throw a pick, which is nice. But when he's the leading rusher. It's not good. Singletary had 39. The um, kid Cook, I thought would be better. Um, he was okay. The best, I mean, the best running back on the field was that was was the kid Bam Knight for the Jets, who's literally been a revelation. He was a late round pick, you know, yeah. when 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 uh when they're when they're when their kid uh what's his name, Brace Hall went down with the knee. This kid kind of came out of nowhere and he's been really, really good for the Jets. So I think he'll be good this week too. They're playing the Lions which is going to be a fun game to watch. The Lions have been on fire, but um, you know, they're playing on the road now and their run defense isn't all that good. So I would think this kid's going to get in the end zone again. 
Yeah, I mean, what do you think of this this opening line with the Jets laying one? I think I, it's, I, I think Detroit's laying one now. No, did it move? Oh, no, Detroit is getting one. Yeah, uh, I, I think, listen, you know, I, the opener was Jets minus three, but I think, you know, and I don't even know. I mean, Flacco was listed as the number two, and I guess Zach, I don't know if they're going to reconsider whether Zach should come back in this week, but that seems like a short price for, you know, I'm surprised. I like, listen, surprised I like the way Detroit's playing. Money. I like the way Detroit's playing. If Quinion Williams is not playing, who's 50-50 right now, mm-hmm. that's a huge loss for them. I, you know, to me, Detroit's offense, I mean, and, and I know Goff, He's much better at home. I mean, he has 20 touchdown passes at home, which leads the league. He's a yeah. different player on the road. I'm not sure what the weather's going to be, but they did come into the Giants Stadium already and pound the Giants. I mean, they ran for three touchdowns, Jamal Williams and Swift. They didn't even have Swift that week. So they, they're doing a lot on offense. They're a dangerous, dangerous team playing with a lot of confidence. And I feel like the Jets' confidence might be a little dinged. You know, they lost a couple games. They lost to Minnesota in a game they should have won. They got beat up. Their quarterback has broke, basically has broken ribs, right? I mean, uh, day to day. I like Detroit in this game. They're not broken. He's listed as day to day, which I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Detroit. I mean, I I think the lions are on a, on a real streak right now. And we had them both. We liked them both last week against Minnesota and we were dead. Right. And I, I think it continues. I, I just think they're doing so many good things on offense and their defense is playing better. Yeah. And Buffalo uh, is at home against Miami. Miami's lost two straight. Uh, I was wrong about them. Well, I was actually right on the podcast and I ended up flipping it. <laughs> Couldn't believe I saw you do that. I could not oh, believe it. I don't God. like when you do that. Huh? I don't like when you do that with the commission, with your, with your um, contest picks. I think like, I shouldn't should, do that. I agree. No. It's just like when you get a couple extra days to think about it. Um, but I, I think you're right. I should not, as a rule, do that anymore. Um, I think in general, it hurts us. It's almost like a multiple choice exam. You always stick with your first answer. Like we did that somehow on the podcast last week. We loved Philly, the two of us. And then all I of know. a sudden you were like, I'm taking the Giants. And then I said, all right, I'll take them. And we end up with a loss there. Silly. Come on. But you know what? You know what it is. Sometimes when you you actually listen to what you're saying about a team, like the way we were both talking about the Chargers, you would have you would have thought that at, that our conclusion would be that they were going to lose that game to Miami. But then we ended up picking them. Not at all, started. because because we knew with Mike Williams. Once you told me Mike Williams was back and Keenan Allen was playing, I said the Chargers, 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 hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. And then I saw Waddle was going to play. And um, yeah, anyway, shame on me for that. I shouldn't flip. But I think in this game, you know, my initial thought is this might be too many points to be for Buffalo to be laying in a division game that, that, you know, look, Miami's trying to stop a losing streak. Buffalo has, uh, you know, struggled to cover a number like this. I want to look at the history between these two before I, give my final pick, but my first first take on this is that's too many. I usually love Buffalo in the cold um, against Miami. I, I and I normally like Miami when they're playing at home. I I do I do I do think it's seven and a half is a lot of points, but man, um Tyree Kill's questionable. Tua doesn't look great when you pressure him. 
The only thing with the injuries with Buffalo, I just want to see. I thought I saw that Ed Oliver, um, the key injuries, Matt Milano's questionable, Oliver's questionable, and Phillips is questionable. So both their nose tackles are questionable. Not that Miami really runs the ball well, but they do have Jeff Wilson. So, and they myth and two offensive guards, they're getting one back off IR and the other one's questionable. But other than that, listen, I, I think I said this about Buffalo last week, which is why I took them. You know, it's December. I feel like they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're going to, they should start to be playing their best football right now. They're at home against a warm weather team. I mean, uh, man, I think Buffalo is the right side here, but let's monitor the injuries and things and see how Tyreek Hill is going to do because if he has a hammy, that's a big deal for Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Or a sh- I think it was his shin. Yeah, it's a leg injury. Yeah. So we have to watch that. But I mean, the, listen, the Bills struggle historically this year, at least the last couple of years against the Jets. Even last year, they had a really close game against a bad Jet team when they went down there. They lost to them this year. So I almost think you got to throw these Jet games out. But Miami's defense is not nearly as good as the Jets defense. So yep. I could see Diggs going off in a cold weather game if they get, you know, and, and Josh is much harder to tackle. You know, in those conditions, um, we'll have to see. You have to, you have to really monitor where the injuries are. But if Tyree Kill is not a hundred percent, I don't know how you could like Miami here, unless yeah. you're just a guy that's taking the points and thinking it's going to be close. You know, but I could see Buffalo blowing them out. Well, it's funny they're eight and they're nine and two. I'm just looking at their history over the last five years, and they're nine and two. They've they've owned this matchup. Yeah, Buffalo owns this matchup for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's keep going. Next is uh Detroit, Minnesota, the trap game that we avoided. And again, I did I did flip this is another one. I flipped in the newsletter because on the podcast I liked Minnesota. You sure but, did. But the more I the more I thought about it, I just and the more I look, I start I started using some of the filters on uh on on the DVOA from football outsiders. And I didn't yep. know you could do this, but basically I applied like a recency bias to it. So I, I, I'll, all I did was look at production, offensive production, defensive production from the last like six weeks or four or four weeks. And Detroit is just on fire. Yeah. They <laughs> you are. I mean, so if you, if you look at the whole season it incorporates their, their slow start, but even that, even that, you know, look, they only, they did, they had a terrible first five, six weeks, but I've just been on a tear since then. So it's sort of like, and once I saw that, I was like, oh my God, Detroit's going to kill them. Like this is, yeah. this is really it. This is, this is them like getting the monkey off their back. It was perfect spot for them. And that was like the easiest call on Sunday. Totally agree. I, I totally, it felt like I knew, I never thought for a second that that game was in jeopardy just because the way Detroit's been playing and the way they're playing at home. And how about Dan Campbell? And the fourth and seven, the fake punt. On his own 26. Yeah. That is, that's something else, man. You know, that's balls. And, um, you know, again, they're running the ball beautifully. They throw the ball. I'm on St. Brown's very good. They got, even got Jamison Williams involved. The the kid from Alabama who had blown out his knee, uh, that year that they've been waiting for him to come back. He had, Mm -hmm. he had what would have been a 90 yard touchdown. They just, they just missed him on that deep throw. But, um, if they start incorporating him with that offense, um, it's just going to be harder for people to defend. I mean, they're, they're very good 
Goff has been, you know, people laughed at them when they made that, when they made that trade, but you know, he's been good in Detroit. It's gotten mm-hmm. better every week. See what he does against the jets. I mean, it's a real defense sauce Gardner, you know, with that pressure, they, they can, the jets can apply pressure. They have good linebacker play, very good defensive line play and they have sauce. So we'll see sauce and Reed really. So we'll see if these guys can do it on the road and stay hot. I don't know if they can get over 30 points on the jets. Minnesota got how many um, in that game? Remember, we both had the Jets. I think Minnesota got 27 on them. Oh, in the Minnesota Jet game? Yeah, remember? And, and the Jets had all those opportunities, and they they kicked all those field goals, and then they, Berrios dropped the touchdown, of course. And, you know, that might be a moment where you look at it as a Jet fan and be like, man, if Berrios makes that catch, what a different season we could have had at 27. It was 27, 22. Yeah. And that was at home. Like it's going to be hard for Detroit this week. I don't know if their defense is good enough, but I just think, I mean, Mike white has got to be hurt, man. I mean, I mean, my ribs hurt when I saw that hit, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I, I literally went like, Oh yeah. I'm just watching it. Like, I don't know how yeah, so we'll watch shit- that. And then Minnesota has the first game on Saturday. Um, Indianapolis, right? Off the bye. And the Colts, they're given four. Jonathan Taylor could have a field day against that defense. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But Matt Ryan is horrific. Yeah. But you know what? The He's not going to be, you know, he's going to be playing that Viking defense, which, I mean, I, I kind of feel like they'll be able to score. Um, I like that over, by the way, 48 and a half. That seems the like. Vikings or the uh, Colts will be able to score? Both. Colts. The Colts. Yeah. Um, oh man! You know he'll, they don't get much of a pass rush. You know Matt Ryan will be able to throw to to Paris Campbell and and that they're healthy. I think. Hold on, let me check on uh, on all their yep. receivers. Indoor, it's a fast track. Yeah, I mean Pittman's healthy. Taylor's healthy. Paris Campbell. These guys. I know Ogletree's out, but this guy Granson's decent. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna score. Yeah, I'm surprised the number's so low. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Is Minnesota going to get picked off again? I mean, I don't think so. I think I think this is another one of those games where probably Minnesota somehow late, if they're losing somehow to this team, comes back and wins by less than four. I could see that, you know. Yeah. Um, their defense is not great. And I don't know if Hunter, uh, if um, Harrison Smith is playing or not. If he's not playing, it's a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll keep our eyes on that keep one. Keep our eyes on that one. But um, Friday. Let's move to uh, Houston, Dallas. We got this one right, and I'm yeah, so, we did. I'm so disappointed. I, I always love rooting for the what I'll call the survivor pool wrecker. Yeah, exactly. This, this like it the, the the interception Dak threw in the fourth quarter. I thought was going to seal their fate, and then Pierce fumbled. Right? Oh God, Damian Pierce fumbled. And he got and hurt back in it. He got hurt. He got, I think he got hurt too. Or he faked the injury because I think he's out this week. No, I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. It says out like he, I think he's hurt, but but doubtful. It's funny because you and I were so right about that. I mean, that is the definition of a trap game. Yeah. The definition is you have a powerhouse team at home off a non-division doormat that comes in, you're laying 17. Boy, was that easy. I'm surprised I didn't, I had it in one of my parlays. I'm surprised he didn't have it in all of them. And obviously in a parlay, which makes it so hard 
you know, listen, parlays are the hardest bet to hit, right? Parlays and teasers, right? Yeah. So because you, you, you basically, at least at a parlay, you're getting a multiple times your money. The teaser is probably the worst bet on the board because you're getting even money. You need, it's hard enough to win one prop. You're trying to win three, two, three, and four props for even money. Silly. Yeah. Uh, manipulating points but either way well, it, is, it is a way to play you know the way i think a lot of professional gamblers think about the teaser is it's a way to get um better odds than you would get on a money line parlay right like you take two favorites that are six seven point favorites and you gotcha. want to get them in a money line parlay you have to lay a lot so if yeah, you just you're put right them in the teaser and lay 110 or 120 that's like an effectively getting better odds on the same bet you, you, that's true, but you know what, what, what my experience this week, particularly once again, reminded me of is never, ever take a six and a half point favorite, tease them down and say, all they have to do is win the game. Of those course. words, when those words come out of your mouth, you should punch yourself in the face <laughs> and then so do true. not ever what happened with the Raiders too. Exactly. It happened with the Raiders. Don't ever hit confirm on that. <laughs> first thing you should do when you say all they got to do is win is smack yourself in the face <laughs> and move on to something else because yeah. it's a loser yeah um but what i will say is and what vegas figured out and that's why they don't give you a lot of opportunities on this the wong teaser once again last week the only wong hit once again wongs i'm six and one in wongs this year Wait, Baltimore, who was the other one? Baltimore, and uh, I teased Kansas City for a moment, went to eight and a half. Oh. And I took them down to two and a half. I got under three. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's only road teams. Remember that. I tried it with the home team. I said, you know what? Let me just try it one time with the home team. Wait, Last aren't night, the home team, home team two and a half point dogs the strongest leg out of the four? No. It's road teams only. Do not ever take a home team. Tried it last night with a home team with Arizona plus eight and a half. Mistake. Yep. Road teams only. And don't ever cross zero. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to. Hold on. Did we make sure. Can we talk about your team, what they well, fucking did to us? Why are you hold avoiding? On. We got to just quickly see who Houston and Dallas are playing this week. Because Dallas uh texans are at kansas city oh god they must be getting a boatload catching 14 and dallas is at jacksonville that's an interesting game oh they're laying five it's a strange line and houston is where at the Chiefs? At kansas city catching 14 oh wow any thoughts on either of those two i, I can't imagine uh i i, I would imagine that kansas city is going to destroy houston yeah. at home even though Problem with Kansas City is they have a hard time covering, but and Mahomes is dumb sometimes. He threw three interceptions in the second half after they were up 27 nothing. There was no reason for them to not cover that fucking game. I'm yeah, so pissed. By, by at the way, everybody out here, you know, you tell everyone loves Denver out here. Of course. Broncos everywhere, but everyone's everyone considers what happened on Sunday a moral victory. <laughs> yeah, and they <laughs> should have got you know, some points. Listen, they finally scored some point. Jerry Judy. It was Jerry Judy had three touchdowns. He had the hat trick. You know, yeah. he finally did something. Yeah. Russell Wilson finally did something. Although when he did get hit, I mean, it was scary. I mean, he was oh, out. Man. He was drooling. He was, he was out. Yeah, it was scary. I mean, football's a dangerous game, man. Kenny Pickett, we'll talk about it. I mean, he got thrown down like a rag doll by Roquan Smith on the back of his head. Second time he's hit the back of his head this year. Concussion protocol. 
I don't know if he's going to play again this year. They might just say, you're done. Mm-hmm. But um, back to that game and how infuriating I was. I mean, I Kansas City to me was the lock of the week. There is no way that Denver should have fucking covered that game. Patrick Mahomes. 27 nothing, And Patrick Mahomes starts throwing interceptions like freaking lollipops in the mm-hmm. second half, which he has a propensity to do. I'm not yeah. a big fan of his. I got to tell you, I'm not a huge fan of his. Makes a lot of dumb plays. Yeah. Um, I don't. Anyway, at least they covered in my Wong teaser. The fact that they didn't cover for us minus nine and a half when they're up twenty-seven nothing on the road is is a travesty. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. God, it's horrific. We got screwed twice by Buffalo and Kansas City. Both mm-hmm. of those teams should have covered for us. Totally agree. Well, it was, you know what? It was, in hindsight, that kind of week. All, yeah. the, all the big chalk. Um, and I had a bit of a feeling this, if this is so typical of December, by the way, if you look historically with these big spreads late in the season, that they just they just struggled to to get it, you know, to get there. And it happened. Happened with Buffalo. Happened with the Chiefs. Happened with Dallas. I mean, all the double-digit favorites didn't get there, right? Correct. Close to it. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know. I I guess we should have seen some of them coming. Well, we did on Houston. Um, But I cannot believe the fact that Denver were in the position that they were and ended up scoring. I I, I want to look at the box score. I mean, they had all their points in the second half, right? I mean, come on, Jack. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, that game is a joke. They they were not even in the game. I know. Oh, my God. The score was that. Uh, 27 nothing with 432 left in the first half. They finally get a touchdown to Jerry to Judy. And then Mahomes throws an interception and they get another touchdown with nine seconds left in the goddamn half. Yeah, actually, yeah, they scored 14 in the second quarter. So they were because they they went to Mahomes decided to throw an interception for no reason. Just run out the half. I know. So, yeah, they were Denver was already feeling good about themselves in the locker room. Awful, absolutely horrific coaching and horrific execution by Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Or do we we, we want to talk about who these guys are playing this week? Um, uh, we just did. Oh, Denver's got Arizona at home. Which who knows? Is that's a Wong. By the, that's a Wong. Believe. They're a, they're a favorite. You know, yeah, they're two, two and a half point favorite. That's a Wong. If you take Arizona, if yeah. you if you believe in uh, Colt McCoy. No, I, I don't. My first take on that is, again, and you know, and I said this on the podcast last Thursday. Did Denver turn a corner when they played Baltimore? And you were like, no, why? Because they scored nine points. And I'm like, well, they that's encouraging. They almost won the game. They they scored a lot of points this week. And I, I almost feel like they're ready to, like, win a game this week. Let's see where Russell Especially Wilson against Arizona, who. I mean, the pre-snap penalties, the coaching issues, the fact that Kyler's out. I mean, they're 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 kind of done. They're reeling. Yeah, they're reeling. Yeah. Let's see how swollen Russell Wilson's brain is before we start betting on Denver. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about Cleveland Cincy. I, you know, my my gut Back. told me in this game that Deshaun might not be ready yet. And I kind of was like, he wasn't. By the way, 
I disagree with you. I thought Deshaun played okay. He threw for 276 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. But what, happened, what happened with your team is, and Garrett had two sacks. I know. Your team is so dumb. What happened? Dumb. You roughed a punter on fourth and 15. I didn't. I was flying out here and I lost. I thought I was going to have direct TV on the plane. You did things. I lost it. That lost the game for your team that you didn't need to do. Just really? like the Raiders. You yeah. did the same dumb stuff. Yeah. Fourth Rough and 15. Fourth, fourth and 15. They're punting. You're in the game. You're getting the ball back. Yeah. You rough the kicker. Hmm. I mean, these things, you can't do these things. You gave yeah. Joe Burrow a fresh set of downs. Yeah. What are you, a masochist? Yeah. Disaster. And let uh, me tell you, even at the half, you're down 13-3. Mm-hmm. It's not a travesty. We're getting six. No, I know. And then at the end, and, you know, I was getting six and a half in all the contests, and I had so many chances to 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 get that back door and they just couldn't score that TV. And, and by the way, and Joku scored again. Yeah. When he plays, he scores. Yeah. You know, the, we were in the game. It was 20 to 10. We yeah. were in the red zone. We were in the red zone. Deshaun Watson threw an interception. Yeah. We you know, so I have to say though, I was so, um, I'm so like disappointed in our, in our like wide receiver situation. And it's something that we've got, we're not going to be able to fix until the off season. But like we, the fact that Amari Cooper had 42 yards and I, I don't have the number of targets he has here, but he only had two catches and I'm pretty sure he was targeted five or six times and he had some drops. He's not the answer. He's at the end of his career and people's Jones is playing good, but we don't really have a threat. You know who our biggest threat is? And Joku and Joku. Yeah, that's not good. Well, the biggest your tight thing, end is your to biggest me, threat. To me, the biggest thing, the biggest problem with your team this week is you, you, you again did not establish Chubb. They stopped Chubb. Hundred percent. He had and thirty-four yards, and and by the way, and he was the reason why we owned Cincy. He we went for a hundred yards in every one of those wins. They said to themselves, "Listen, we're going to stop Chubb," and they yep. did it. Yep. But you know what? I'm looking at the stats of this game, and they're not as missed. Like, the score is a lot different than the stats. You had 344 total yards. They had 363. You yeah. ran 70 plays. They ran 61. Um, we had more passes. You had 12 first downs on passing. They had 11. Yeah. Um, they had four first downs from penalties. You had zero. Yep. Do you understand what that means? Oh. That means that you gave them first downs when they didn't earn them. Yeah. That's God, right. that's so fucking infuriating when you do that. I hate yeah. that. Nine penalties and they had four. Yes. That's the thing. You had nine penalties for 98 yards. And also a lot of the four of those penalties, instead of getting the ball back, you gave them first downs. That's the game right there. hundred yards of penalties. Yes. That's the game. So I agree. We we actually we you we had the ball. I mean, thirty two minutes. Yeah, and I would have never guessed that we would have outpassed them by that that kind of margin. You only you only had one turnover. He only threw the one critical interception. But at that point, you had done so many dumb things on defense that when he was marching you, he was on. You were inside the twenty. Yeah, I think. And when he threw the, uh, it was a red zone interception. 
when we were down 23-10 and I was saying, okay, if we score, we get the extra point, we get the push, right? It's 23-17 and maybe there's time left. Yeah. And then the interception came and they kicked a, a field goal at the end or whatever. But statistically, you did not play that poorly. I know. And we didn't even lose the turnover. On offense. It was the penalties. It was the penalties. And you had time of possession. And yeah. you ran more plays. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think Watson played a lot better than he played the first week. But now the question I'm is shocked how bad, how undisciplined. Like that goes back to Stefanski. You cannot be that undisciplined in a game like this. Yeah. It's inexcusable. Let's look ahead. Do you think? But you know something, Jack? I I like to also say this. Bad teams are bad because they do shit like this. True. The Raiders are that Raiders are fucking bad. You're bad. The Steelers suck. Okay. Because (laughs) we do shit just like this. Um. Do you think we can pull it together and get this? We have to beat Baltimore this this Saturday. Um, I kind of tell have you, this, I, I kind of have thought... this feeling that we're gonna we're gonna actually do it. I feel better about this Baltimore game than I did about the Cincinnati game. Well, Huntley's got a concussion, so I don't know if, if Huntley doesn't play and Lamar has the knee. I mean, who the hell is this other kid? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Somehow he beat us because we're inept. That's who Anthony Brown. Is that the guy who was in the game? We are inept. Mm-hmm. If he plays, you have to destroy him. There's no way they can win. Yeah, I think it's not. I think, well, I mean, these, it, we have to wait and see, but right now Lamar is questionable. And so is Huntley. He didn't participate in the walkthrough today. I don't know. It's it, He's expected to return on the 17th. Huntley's in concussion protocol. Yeah. So is Pickett. Yeah. Which game are we up to? Let's talk about it. I, I, I don't know. Like I saw initially when that lined open at Caesars, I took, I already have a Wong with Baltimore at eight and a half and Pittsburgh at eight and a half. What for but, this weekend? Yeah. But your line at Wana is three now. And so which I'm game? not um, in your game. Cleveland's minus three, but when it opened, it was two and a half at Caesars and I locked it in. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to put this with Pittsburgh and I'm going to get eight and a half on the road with both these teams. And they're the totals are very low in both games. Yeah, we did. We went to three. You went to three. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good or bad for me. I I think obviously if Lamar plays, the line's going to move against you and I'll be good in my Wong. If Huntley plays, I have a shot in the Wong. If the other kid plays, I think I'm dead. Mm-hmm. By the way, what do you think of the haircut? Yours? Yeah, I went short. I got a nice short one today. Oh, wow. No, wow. I, could, I mean, you had the hat on the whole well, time. Well, I had the you hat know. on it because I, I like to wear the hat for the pod. It looks good. Thank you, brother. We didn't talk about Cincinnati, their, their next game. They're at Tampa. Yes. Laying three and a half. Yeah, there's one thing. There's a couple of things I want to note about Cincinnati that I noticed. Number one, they're five and one at home. They're only four and three on the road. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. And um, their best player that I think on defense is this guy Hendrickson that they signed the free agency. He was used to be on the Saints. He mm-hmm. wrecks games for them. And he's hurt. The he's hurt. Um. He's hurt. He has a wrist. He's questionable. 
Their tight end has a calf. T. Higgins has a hammy. Tyler Boyd has a finger. I mean, they're banged up. I don't know. They they got DJ Reader back. I mean, he's their stud on defense. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And and um, yeah, Hendrickson, the opposite side of Hubbard. Yeah, yeah, and the kid Asai also the defensive end has a shoulder. So mm-hmm. I I think their skill position guys are really banged up. I mean, if Boyd can't go with a broken finger and Higgins. You know, with a hammy, wide receivers and hammies don't normally mix. You know what I'm saying? When you have a hammy as a wide receiver, it's not good. So if they're just going to go down there without Boyd and Higgins, just with Jamar Chase and and Pirine and and you know, is mixing back? Uh, he is. Yeah. All right. So mixing. Yeah, you know, they're Tampa's, a little banged up, but I think Tampa's I, better at home. And if they're getting three and a half, I mean, listen, I know you hate Brady, but I mean, damn, I. I'd be hard pressed not to take Tampa at home with the points. I know Cincinnati's playing really well. All right. We'll watch those injuries, but um, yeah, as you know, I'm not a fan of Tampa and I took advantage. San Francisco was one of my top five. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know why I'm always on Tampa. I just, I just feel like they have such skill. They eventually they have to get it together. I thought they did turn the corner when they beat Seattle in London. I was wrong. They got embarrassed last week. Let's call it what it was. And Brady even said it. He goes, you know, every Sunday you have an opportunity to go out there and kick ass or get your ass kicked, and we got our asses kicked. And I know they had the long touchdown to Evans that changed the game. And the first, you know, they had that game tied up at seven on a long touchdown to Evans, and they called it back for some bullshit fucking hold, which was yeah. nonsense. Bullshit I, I call. I was, uh, I, and again, I lo- I was on the plane. I lost my connection. I was watching kind of on my phone. Yep. And I saw that he scored a touchdown and they called it back. Yeah, it was a nonsense call. I mean, I mean, weak. Well, you they would have been like calling. Uh, I forget what his name is. That left tackle. I think he's 74, number 74. Why is they, that? They, they call him for holding basically 50% of the plays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like unreal. I mean, God. Yeah. Um. But yeah, listen, uh, Tampa has been unimpressive and, uh, and Todd Bowles is such a loser of a head coach. I, 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 I mean, I, I admire his ability as a defensive coordinator. He's a terrible head coach. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. I watched him coach the jets here in New York, as did you, even though we're not jet fans. What do they have a three-year contract? Uh, I'm not sure. Horrible with the jets. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Embarrassing. Terrible head coach. Certain guys cannot be head coaches. Him, Josh McDaniel, should never be a head coach. <laughs> Period. All right, let's move on. Tennessee, Jacksonville. We got our asses handed to us again. We Jesus didn't. Christ. What we... is wrong with Tennessee? Do you know that Jacksonville hadn't won there in years? I know. You understand that we, that should have been a layup. And once again, they're not in they they're never in close games. They're what always is wrong get, with them. They get blown out or blow out. I don't understand that team. I can't wrap my arms around what's going on there. Something's not right. Yeah. Well, shame on me. I went back to them. Uh, I won't do it again. I'm kind of done with them for this season. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I don't think this is a good week for them. Well, they're at the Chargers, so that this could be an upset special. Why are they only catching three? That makes no sense to me. None. I like I like the Chargers. What do you think? You know, listen, I want to like the Chargers. I like I want to like the Chargers every week, right? Well, Especially I think with- they, you know, I guess 
to me, what they showed me on Sunday night was when healthy, they're pretty damn good. Um, and if they have Boza back and if they have their receivers playing, um, they're just, they're just kind of like a different team. I don't, Do you know I don't... Tennessee had the lead in this game, 14-13 in the first half? You know they went up. You know that Derrick Henry scored on the first drive, and they were up seven nothing. That that I know. I know they started off well, but man, Trevor Lawrence did something. Yeah, you know what he did was he found the ex giant tight end Evan Ingram who had a career game. Oh my god, I saw his numbers. Career game. Yeah, it's unreal. Like, and I don't know. I mean, what an indictment on Tennessee's defense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a career game. He threw for 368 and three scores and no interceptions. The running back that I have, of course, sucked. ETN, he did nothing. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry got 121 yards and a touchdown. He did his part, right? I mean, but this guy, Evan Ingram, had 11 catches for 162 yards and two touchdowns at the tight end position. Yeah, those are those are wide receiver numbers. Your, your tight end is not supposed to have 11 catches for 160 yards. And two scores. Something's going on. Tennessee can't cover anybody. Yeah. Just looking at Jacksonville's numbers. Oh, it's like they're, yeah. I mean, I think they took advantage of the fact that, you know, that 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 Tennessee's that they have a good pass rush, but their secondary, they have they have a good pass defense, but like they they took advantage of them right up the middle, the linebackers. Right. They were blitzing, and and Lawrence just was like, all I have to do is get rid of it quick, and they just kept throwing it to the tight end, and he was running right up the middle of the field. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, listen, they, I mean, what happened to that guy Simmons? Where's Bud Dupree? Where yeah. is the pressure on the quarterback? What happened to this team? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is like they both had 12 drives. The yards per play were kind of even 6.4 to six. I guess Tannehill is not very good. That's the difference. Tannehill is just not good. He has no receivers, you know, he's got this. He's got, I guess that, I mean, I think the injury to Burks probably hurt him. The other thing that obviously killed Tennessee they fumbled three times and they threw, I mean, they lost a turnover about a four, nothing. You lose the turnover battle for nothing. You're not going to win a game. That's it. It's the NFL. It's impossible. What's interesting too, in this game was Jacksonville had more penalties than Tennessee for more yards, which is wild. Well, so, you na- you you nailed it with the, the turnover thing, and turnovers I turnovers kill you in the NFL. Four, four nothing. Four, and and that and the worst one was when uh, when Henry was running and he got absolutely lit up on the sideline and fumbled. Man, what that does to a defense when you take down the king like that yeah. and end up with the ball. I mean, that was like I, I was like game over. Plus, They're you know what's cover from that. You know what you got to realize is that Jacksonville's in their division, like, and Jacksonville yeah. is like the little brother, and Tennessee's been beating the shit out of the little brother for a long time. Oh, I know, I know. And this was a big win for Jacksonville, which makes Dude. me think it wouldn't surprise me 
that Dallas beats the shit out of them this week. Really? You don't yep. think they respond? And and uh... I thought Dak played terrible. I thought he's due for it. Like Dak is much better than he played against the Texans. I think that they're hearing it all week about how bad they played. And Dallas is a real team. Like yeah. Jacksonville is an up and coming team that they're going to party this week in Jacksonville by beating Tennessee. Like they haven't partied in a long time. They're not going to be ready to play Sunday. Yeah. That's a, it's still a funny line. And then who do, who do the Titans have? Oh, we talked about that. Okay. Titans are at the chargers. Let's move on to the, uh, the Baltimore Steeler game. This was again, this was like an injury story. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, the whole game, the whole game changed when Trubisky got thrown out of the, knocked out of the game. I mean, the whole thing ended. I mean, I mean, um, not Trubisky, uh, Pickett, but Trubisky came in and actually, if you look at his stats, you're like, wow, he had a good game. If you take away the three interceptions. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I still, my handicap on this was all based on closing line value. And it was, it ended up being exactly right that you guys lost by two. You were you should not have been the favorite. Like I didn't think Lamar was worth that many points. I I honestly I think in this game I think the fair line in this game would have been Baltimore laying two and a half. I mean I, or, I you know I, that's gonna, the line. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna disagree with you because I think that if Pickett doesn't get injured, the thing is this. You know we had more first downs than them. The problem with the Steelers is they can't stop the run. And that's an indictment on Tomlin and Flores that they brought in from Miami to run the defense. We paid all these guys all this money. And Dobbins, who hasn't played since week six. I can't believe. I mean, he fucking destroyed us. He gashed us. They ran for 200. I want to say they ran for 223 yards. Is that right? 215 Uh, yards rushing. Yeah, they had 215 for them, 65 for us. Yeah, they lit you up. But if you take that away, total yards, we had more total yards. Trubisky Mm -hmm. threw for a lot of yards. The problem is, in the red zone, he threw two of the worst interceptions in the first half that you ever would see. Like, we're already in field goal range. There's no reason to throw those interceptions at that time. Oh, he's so bad. He's so bad. Even as a backup, he's terrible. I know. It's, so, you know, listen, you know, uh, the Steelers season's over. It's unfortunate because this was a game that we should have won. Well, we talked about, so Baltimore's playing Cleveland this weekend. We talked about that. Uh, let's look at your, who you guys We're have. playing Carolina. Carolina. Carolina's playing better football. I mean, listen, I would almost rather see Mason Rudolph start than Trubisky. And is, 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 uh, is Pickens out? I think Pickett's done for the year, man. They got he's a rookie. He's got two concussions. I mean, just let the kid sit. I mean, what are you gonna we we suck? We're not going anywhere. Why would you throw the kid back in there? Let him relax, let his brain heal. I agree. Gives a shit. I guess we stink. Apparently, Tomlin said uh yesterday that they're watching him and he's in the protocol still, but they're they're not gonna make a decision until they see how he responds this week. Which I honestly don't want him to play. I don't want I him know. to play. No, when I read that, I almost feel like Tomlin wants him in there. I don't want him to play anymore. Honestly, Trubisky was 20, 22 for 30 for 276 in a score. And then the three interceptions. Mm-hmm. One of them was like a punt, you know, where he threw a bomb. 
into double coverage and we gave him the ball on the one yard line. It was like a punt. It was no big deal. The two critical interceptions that he threw were in the first half. Okay. We were Najee Harris scored a touchdown to make it 10, seven. Yeah. At that point, Tucker. Wait, that was the second quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we then marched it down again. And he threw an interception. They didn't score. Then we marched it down again. He threw another interception in the red zone. Tucker got three points out of it. And we went to the half down. Mm. Down 13-7. Yeah, he never really recovered from that. Let let me just tell you this. Their quarterback play was horrific. Mm -hmm. for For us to lose a game to these stats is almost inconceivable. You have to look at the stats for Baltimore in passing, what their passing stats were. I'm going to give them to you. Well, they were, I I can see it. They had two, you had two, they had 94 yards passing. They had 94 yards passing and won a game on the road. But they outrushed you in 215 to 65. Yeah, because we can't stop the run. I understand that. But yeah, like, but you also couldn't run it. But this is a passing league. We oh, held come the t- on, Chell. You should have been running the ball against these guys. They have a terrible rush defense. That's a bad, that's bad on you guys after the backup quarterback comes in, not to be handing the ball off to Najee. No, this is the thing. Trubisky was 22 for 30 for 275. The problem is he made dumb mistakes in the red zone where we would have been happy just handing it off, kicking field goals. We would have won the game. Plus, by the way, we lost 16-14. We had a 40-yard field goal blocked in the fourth quarter. Ugh. A 40? 40-yard field goal was blocked by (laughs) Khalees Campbell. (laughs) It's embarrassing. It's horrific. Yeah. It's a terrible loss. We were the better team. You could yeah. say all you want. You were on the right side because you were getting two and a half or whatever you were getting. Maybe that's true, but we should have won that game at least 17 16, if not 23 16. Yeah. Because if he doesn't throw those picks and we just get field goals there, we win the game. Yeah. Instead I still, this, this, just looking at their numbers, I feel so good about Cleveland's prospects this weekend against Baltimore. I mean, I have to wait and see on what Lamar's status is, but if Huntley's starting or this third stringer, yeah. I can't believe our, well, maybe they, it went to three and a half because the public, the, the market is starting to believe that, uh, that he's not going to play. Well, if you still have those three brain dead idiots on defense playing for you, I like Baltimore. <laughs> all right let's Can't get stupid jack let's go to eagles giants uh oh, I, oh my I, I hate my, i hate we... myself for uh you know just like i picked tennessee instead of philadelphia like when i had a, i had a choice to take my top five of the and we the way we talked about philly and how good Philly is. God, I hate you so much for doing that, for flip-flopping. I hate you for that. I, I, and just so I, I can't believe. And, and Do you know, you know Philadelphia had 253 yards rushing? Mm. Yeah, I did. I saw that. I absolutely lit them up. Jesus, Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts is clearly the MVP, I've been saying that since about week five on this podcast, that he's better than Mahomes. He's the best player in the league. 
He is clearly the MVP. Okay. Mahomes is a clown show through three interceptions at Denver. Almost looked like he was throwing the game on purpose, not to cover. I want to say it because no quarterback with his skill level should be throwing those that many interceptions when you're up 27 nothing. Hand the fucking ball off. Totally. Idiot. That's just that gunslinger mentality. And that cuts that's, you know, I mean, just think they can do so hubris. That's what that is. I guess you're right. It's also stupidity and yeah. and moronic cockiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, they got the win. This week, Philly plays the Bears. How about how Andy Reid wears that red jacket? He looks like a billboard, just a red billboard. You look over there and you just you look at him. He's the size of a freaking oak tree. Sandwich board. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the uh, Godfather with the uh, extra dressing. <laughs> Let me get the Italian with a side of Russian. <laughs> Throw a little spicy mustard on there, too. Thanks. Take this bag of chips. Um. Yeah, I mean, Philly, God, they're good. They're good. And it's like, and I've been, and I missed the boat. I've been missing the boat. It's, I don't know why. I don't know why. I actually was like doing some introspective soul searching on why I haven't been riding them this year, but it's like a shame. They're really good and they cover and they win. I mean, they they had a couple, you know, they laid a couple eggs like that Washington game, the Colts game, they barely covered. But man, these division games down the stretch, I like them. I got to say, I mean, when we handicapped this game on the podcast, we talked about how much better Philly was on paper than the Giants. The Giants are, you know, Saquon <clears throat> with the neck injury, which we didn't really know about on the podcast. I mean, give us a little bit of credit that we didn't know. I didn't know that he was a game time decision. Yeah. I you know with I'm a stinger, yep. but they have no receivers. And we thought maybe their defense would get up for this at home. And because it's such a rivalry, that maybe they'd be able to keep it close and Daniel Jones could do some things with his legs and keep it close, et cetera. But boy, oh boy, we were really wrong when we flipped to the giants on this game. I mean, our initial, again, you got, you know, multiple choice. You go with your first answer. We were both on Philly. Somehow you convinced us to go to the giants because the, and, and, and by the way, our line was even worse we weren't even getting the seven and a half. Oh, we I were know. only getting six and a half on the podcast, which was even dumber for us. I know. And the other thing is, is like, you've got to, you know, it's kind of shame on us for not knowing the depth of the injuries across the league. But like, even when something like you can't get too excited when you're betting, when you find out like before the game and we do this all the time and we shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, Saquon's playing. Yep. Love love the giants or like, it doesn't matter. Like fill in the blank with a name and you, and you find out that they're playing and yeah. you think suddenly, Oh, okay. They got their best running back. He got nine carries. Yeah. Because oh. he didn't play the second half. Right. But my point is he was, he was going to get limited snaps Yeah, like, from the onset. Yeah. And it's sort of like a guy comes in with a neck injury and okay. Yeah. He's good to go. But like, think of the position he's playing. He's got a neck. Yeah, but Jack, the running game, back with a neck injury. Jack, that game turned on one play in my mind. They threw when Jalen threw the ball down the sideline and up seven nothing. Julian Love, who's been good for them, yeah, safety, came over. Okay, and this is a third and long, and they throw the ball down the sideline, and 
the guy, uh, AJ Brown, I think it was Devonta Smith or AJ Brown. I forget it who was it was. Devontae Smith. Matter. It doesn't even matter. The point is, Julian Love, there is literally no reason to go for an interception on that play. It's That's third right. and 12. Just fucking knock it down or hit the receiver or catch it. No, he went for the re- he went for an interception, which yeah, you didn't I, need. I, I, I thought he had a beat on that ball. He missed Jack, it. It doesn't matter. You don't need an interception there. You, yeah. you why would you want an interception there on your own five yard line? Knock the ball down, hit yeah. the receiver, make it an incomplete pass, and make him fucking punt. Yeah. Instead, you went for an interception. Instead of playing the man, you played the ball. And he, you missed it. He caught it and ran it in. Now you're mm-hmm. down fourteen, nothing. Idiot. Yeah. Knock the fucking ball down. How about hitting the? How about hitting him? Mm-hmm. How about knocking him into next week? Like Ronnie Lott. How about Ronnie Lotting him so he doesn't even know where where he is? <laughs> Ronnie Lotting him. Why you Ronnie Lott him and fucking he doesn't even understand that he's in fucking Northern Jersey after that hit. So. Yeah, let's talk about Stupid what play. What these dumb. got like, this week? Just dumb. I can't. What drives me more nuts than anything is how dumb these guys are. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kills me. Um, any thoughts on uh, Philly laying nine at Chicago or the Giants catching four and a half from the Commandos? Kind of praying that the Philly line goes to eight and a half because I'll, I'll wong that thing down to two and a half. Because yeah. I think it's too many points. I, I I don't I I I think it's too many points. I think Chicago could. They're coming off a bye. It's it's Fields versus McNab. Not McNab. <laughs> Fields oh, versus Hurts. Very interesting. Yeah. Um. Very hard. I think coming off a rivalry drubbing like this for Philly to care about this game. I I like the Bears in this game with the points a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and at the same time. If it goes to eight and a half, I would still take Philly less than the three if I can get the number under three in a Wong teaser. But if I can't, I will take the Bears with the points. Yeah. Okay. And what about uh, the Giants at Washington? (laughs) What is it? Four and a half? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I want to like the Giants here, but man, it's really hard. They're, They're just not good. And I think we have to watch that Saquon injury and see what the story is there. But I don't see any reason why they can't be competitive in that game, just like they were two weeks ago. And I, I my first thought there is that that's too many. I don't know. How do you pick yourself up off the floor after the fucking beating you just took? Yeah, you got to have a short memory. God, they got embarrassed. That's a that's actually a reason to like them in my mind. I wonder. I wonder though. Part of me says, you know what? They just come in and say, listen. Philadelphia is the best team in football. We were undermanned. We match up well with Washington. We're kind of on the same plane as Washington. There aren't many teams in the league that can play with Philly. Let's let's literally flush it out of our minds and focus on getting back into a playing it basically against a team that is at our level. Yeah. And trying to go ahead and get this win to secure a playoff spot. Maybe that's the mindset they need to have because Philadelphia is so far superior to a lot of teams in football that maybe you can just say, throw this one out. We're just, they're just better than everyone. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, yeah, or just I don't know about no, that, but there's, you know. there's no shame in losing to the best team in the league. Yeah. And I also think, you know, pick, like you said, like pick yourself back up. You got another game this week against another division rival. You can't, yeah. you can't let that sit with you or, or use it for inspiration. And, uh, and I agree, go, go out there and get a win. Like they should have uh, two weeks ago against, yeah. against this team instead of getting the tie. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, we already talked about Denver and the chiefs. So let's skip to Carolina, Seattle. Mm, was right. I right about I was right about that one. You were, and I like Carolina. Um, I already mentioned I like them against Pittsburgh this week. I think that they're getting you in a good spot. And yeah, I, I was, you know, Seattle's reeling. And I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I don't know why I picked them on the podcast, but after listening to you, and I listened to it on the car on the way to work, I was like, man, Chell's right. Like Carolina's the better team. And yeah. they proved it. The thing is, Seattle's defense is a real question mark. I mean, if you can't stop people, especially with with Carolina, with the with their ability to run the ball with Foreman and 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 Hubbard, I mean, like, I just it's concerning to me. The Seahawks seem to me like maybe they're like this first half team. You know, you they have seasons like that where you're like, wow, this team's really good in the first half, but like when it comes time to play meaningful football they're they're playing their worst football which is not the way you want to be you almost want to be worse in the first half like detroit and better coming on cincinnati not a great first half playing much better football now like those type of teams i think do well in when you get into december so the one thing i'll say is this i'm um seattle still has a lot of talent Geno Smith is still having a very good year. The offense, I don't think, is the problem for them. Although, you know, listen, they turned it over twice and Carolina didn't turn it over at all. So that obviously you lose the turnover battle in the NFL. It's very hard to win, even if you're at home. And he threw two pad picks, Geno, which he hasn't been doing as much. So, but this week, I'm I gotta tell you, that line three and a half at home against San Fran, who's been lighting up everyone. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Seattle in that game. I'm really? sorry. Yeah. I feel well, like we they were see, we have to I see feel like playing. they were they were looking ahead a little bit and they didn't take Carolina seriously at four and eight. And I know they're gonna be ready for San Francisco, man. This is a rivalry game. It matters to them, it means something to them. They have a very solid history against san francisco historically especially at home yeah and they're getting three and a half i love seattle but there's such game. a big you think so you don't care who plays quarterback for the 49ers or are you saying no John i don't give a shit play? if it's purdy i almost want it to be purdy mm -hmm. yeah i think purdy's ready to ready to really understand what life on the road in the nfl is in a real state, in a rivalry game where it matters. I, I like, and, and San Fran's going to be missing some guys. I mean, obviously, you know, you saw the Debo injury, right? I mean, he yeah. got bent like a pretzel. I think he's going to be fine. <clears throat> and I just don't think, I think that Seattle was looking ahead past Carolina. I know you can't look ahead games, but man. No, I think you're right. By the I, way, Carolina's defense, do you know what it's ranked in the last five weeks? Like recency bias? Yeah. 
week I, I I filtered on week ten through fourteen on on the on top defense. They're probably top ten. I mean, they play. They haven't let up a lot of points. Fourth. Yeah, very good. I mean, they're only behind San Fran, Baltimore, and New England. Yeah, I I I mean, listen, it's it's Sam Darnold's playing better. If he doesn't turn it over, they're you know they're fine because they can run the ball. They don't really scare you on offense at all. But if they're going to play defense for the Steelers to win that game, they're going to need to really be efficient and they're going to have to knuckle out like a 1916 game like they did in Atlanta. Yeah. I love Carolina in that game. Okay. So you like, uh, well, the Tampa San Francisco game, we talked about that already. You like Seattle on first look. Let's, I'm going to watch, let's watch that, that quarterback situation there closely. You want to talk about Miami uh, against the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I think it unfolded. I mean, listen, when 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 Herbert has Williams and Keenan Allen and whichever guy in the middle you want to put there, I mean, whether it's Palmer or Carter, and he has Everett and Eckler, you know, the Chargers are dangerous offensive team. The problem with them is they lost Slater up front, so their, their offensive line hasn't been great, and they have no Bosa. So their defense, which this guy's supposed to be a defensive coach, has not been great this year. And, and that was no- why I switched, by the way. I was like, I, I, you know, the more I looked at it, I couldn't believe their defense is ranked like 22nd. Yeah. And, and they had no Derwin James. And you know what, though? What they did what they did do is they did move Tua off his spot a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think when Tua is not comfortable in the pocket, he's just not the same quarterback, man. I mean, he's not a guy, to me, it's I don't know whether because he's a lefty or just awkward looking, but he is just not. And they have no running game to speak of. I mean, how many yards did they rush for? I don't know what happened with with Wilson and um and Mostert. I mean, they, well, they rushed for well. ninety two yards, so it's not terrible. Yeah, they rushed for ninety two yards. I'm assuming they lost the turnover battle. No, there were no turnovers. You know what it was? It was Tua. I mean, Herbert threw for 350 yards and Tua threw for 127. Tua was bad. Yeah, and you know what? These these uh, Charger linebackers are so good. Yeah. Van Noy, Tranquil, and Mack. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, even this guy Rumpf is really good. They're, they're, I, 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 I love them this week. You like them against Tennessee, right? I do. I'm I'm ready to. And if God Tennessee bites me in the ass on the other side, I, I'll <laughs> I won't believe it. Maybe they're going to be my new my new kryptonite. But it kind of um, feels like when I when I finally bet against Denver. Yeah. But Tennessee is not trending. So even if I'm wrong about this, I don't care. Like yeah, Tennessee's Tennessee's fighting for a division title. Like as bad as they've been, they're still in first place. No, I know, but. They've been horrible. They're playing the bad AFC football. South, the AFC South is garbage, and, and so is the NFC South. And by the way, that's another reason why I like Carolina. And I said it a month ago. I think Carolina is very much in the in the fight to win that division and get a playoff spot out of it. It's possible. Listen, Carolina has played better. They're, they're probably more of a stable team with Darnold, even though I don't know how overly impressive he has been. But, you know, listen, I've seen Darnold play some duds, man. I mean, I... He throws picks, you know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting he's to see if the Steelers well since he came back. He's been playing well since he the came Steelers back. Steelers are getting a lot of negative press at home. They're hearing it, man, about this loss against the Ravens. I mean, it's embarrassing 
the way they played on defense. I'd be careful, a little bit careful, because if they come out and say, hey, we got to run the table here and we're playing a fucking NFC South team. Boy, oh boy. I mean, this is a spot where I'm definitely taking him in a Wong plus eight and a half without question. I don't care if Mason Rudolph's quartering quarterbacking or Trubisky or Pickett. They they Carolina. I mean, the AFC North is a real division. You know, say what you want. The teams are not you know, like I, I would feel the same way about Cleveland going there. You know, like we're just a better division of football than they are. Yeah, I agree. What? Who's Miami playing this week? Are they playing on Saturday? Um. Oh yeah, they're playing Buffalo in the night game. We talked about that. Okay. Yes. Uh, right. Last game. Let's cover off on uh, last night's game, New England Arizona. I mean, you you and I we didn't cover this on the pod, and we weren't able to have the pod yesterday because of my schedule out here in Denver. But we picked the game over text, and I had New England. You had Arizona. Just unfortunate. I mean, you know, DraftKings refunded all the bets that had Kyler Murray in it. Every parlay. Yeah, they did. Well, the propositions or the yeah. or the spread. Any any uh, same game parlay that had Kyler Murray stats in it, they refunded the money. Oh, that's generous. I mean, he in the first play of the game, he you know yeah. rolled out and blew out his knee. I mean, it was yeah. So the game was over right there, in my mind, because Cole yeah, McCoy. Nice McCoy he's a yeah. nice backup, but he's not capable of coming in cold against Belichick and winning a game. I mean, it was over right there. Hmm. Well, I don't know about that, but he didn't, he certainly didn't play well. Um, I thought they had their chances. They were driving and there was a bad, oh. there was a bad fumble. Yeah. By, Hopkins by Hopkins. You yeah. Know, being careless with the ball. Terrible. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't their night. And it's, it, it, that usually happens. It's like, it's one thing for a backup to start a game knowing he's going to get in. Yeah. But, when, but when your franchise player goes down like Depressing. that, get, goes off on a golf cart and, and, and the whole team is around them, it's sort of such a bad omen. Even the other team. Of course. And I watched it on on, on uh, SVP show with Ryan Clark. He's saying, listen, man, we're like a fraternity. All the players like we're like they feel like they know that they're all one play away from and their career being over. That's right. And that's why so, it's so you're, you're so right about that. And I always yeah. admire that. And in, in, yeah. in the NFL, it's like, it is a fraternity. It is such a unifying thing. And, and it's such, it's so sobering when you see that it's just like, God, that could have been me. Nobody wants to see it. Yeah. So it changed the game, you know, it changed the dynamic of the game. Um, the Patriots defense is very good. I mean, you know, they have been, I thought that, Arizona should have challenged that call on the interception that was ruled a touchdown the field for Arizona that would have tied the game immediately. Yeah. And yes, if you saw the, re you saw the replay, the new England receiver never had the ball. It went right into the defender's arms. He went down to the ground. He had the ball pinned between his for his bicep and his body. And when he went down, the nose of the ball hit the ground, but he had full control of that ball. I know. And even Sterator, whoever, whatever ex-ref they had on there, said that he had control. And the ball's allowed to touch the ground if you have control. It was a terrible, terrible non-challenge by, and I texted it right away to our group. You got to challenge 
have to challenge it. Kingsbury, and I think he got he, he hadn't won a challenge all year. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He that is a game turning play. You have a tying touchdown on a no, defensive touchdown. You have to fucking challenge that. No, Stupid. I know. I know. Again, I just don't get these guys. How do we well, know more? How do I know more on the couch as a degenerate gambler, a guy who plays every Sunday in the JFL, than these guys that do this for a living? It drives me <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> Well, that brings our show to a conclusion. Uh, great show. I'm not sure on schedule for this week because I'm traveling back on Friday and we may be going to Top Golf as a as a team <laughs> on Thursday night. So uh, if I, I, I want to try to get in on Thursday, but we may have to do it on Saturday. If but um, either way, Sabbath. can you work on the Sabbath? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Ramadan? Um, <laughs> Yeah, either way, we will have our week 15 preview come hell or high water. And uh, well, this yeah, is the thanks, problem, thanks. Jack. Remember, there's three Saturday games. I know. So I know. if we're going to do a pod and you're not if you're going to be doing your thing in Denver and Thursday doesn't work for you, Friday, you're flying back. Then we're going to have to do it Saturday morning because no, I think people- I think Thursday should work. I think we're going to top golf tomorrow night and Thursday is my my last night here. So I should be able to do it Thursday. And that'll be great because we will do the Thursday night game, all three Saturday games and Sunday, and we'll we'll get it in. We got to get it in or like, I don't know, 6.30 my time. Oh, I think I have people coming here for dinner. That's the thing. Okay, we'll figure it out. We don't have to, our our audience doesn't have to listen to Correct. us to schedule this. But um, thanks for everyone for tuning in. Thanks for all the fans that want to make a bet.com. We got a lot going on this week. Uh, World Cup's wrapping up. Finals on Sunday. Uh the the leagues are heating up. We're in the wow. We got the college bowl bonanza invites out for everybody, which I'm is, in uh, giving away a hundred cash and all the bowl games. That should be lots of fun, especially on New Year's Eve when the Buckeyes try to beat Georgia. I love the Buckeyes in that game. And um, yeah, everybody have a good week. And uh, Cello, I will catch you most likely. Let's try to do Thursday. Jack, you know Georgia's given six and a half, right? Yeah. All they gotta do is win, right? Yep. Put them in that teaser. CJ Stroud, the motivation of not winning the Heisman. God, I like I like Ohio State on the money line that game so much. <laughs> Second chances. That's what yep. life's about. All right, buddy. God bless Mike Leach. Speaking of college football. Oh my um, God. Uh, rest in peace. What a legend, yeah. man. I just finished reading uh this book, The System, about like college big time college football. And there was a huge chapter on Leach. And um he was so amazing. And he got such a shaft at Texas Tech. It's a great story what happened to him where, you know, Craig James, the old, the broadcaster. Of course. His son was like a mediocre tight end. SMU. Uh, no, his son was a mediocre. T- well, Craig James won the Heisman. Yeah, at SMU. His son was like a mediocre tight end on Texas Tech mm-hmm. and Leach hated him. And Leach basically, you know, he he basically was was whining and, and Leach was like punishing him and he had an injury and Leach like put him in some closed uh he basically said he had a concussion and leach didn't treat him right but basically and craig james was forcing him to make him play he was being a helicopter dad and he was driving leach crazy and basically long story short got leach fired i mean you gotta you gotta read you gotta read this book but um gotta read it he got totally shafted but what a career and uh leach is famous for inventing that offense you know and and there's been a lot of descendants uh 
Kingsbury is one of them, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think he was his. Uh, he was a he was a quarterback at Texas Tech. Anyway, uh, sixty-one God, years God old. Speed, Godspeed wow. to Mike Leach and uh, everybody. Have a good week, Cello. I will catch you on Thursday. Jack, we don't. We have to do better this week than we did last week. Last week was a sobering experience. Well, and that's not going to be hard. I mean, it's hard to fall off the floor. My goodness, can't get. You can't. You can't kill yourself jumping out a basement window. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. Time to sharpen the pencils. Let's get ready for some better picks this week. Let's do it. See you, pal. All right, man. Take care. Bye, bye.